podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Dream Team Tonic Pop- Podcast. Episode 78, um, if you're a patron, uh, thanks very much for your support. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on YouTube, uh, could you give us a like, hit that subscribe button, uh, drop a comment in there as well. Um, give us a follow on Twitter, at Dream Team Tonic. Uh, if you're interested in joining the Patreon, it's patreon.com forward slash Dream Team Tonic. I'm Tony. Uh, with me this week is James. Are you there, James? I'm here, Tony. And once a month, we're joined by former champion Fergie. You there, mate? I am, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's good to have you on, mate. Um, straight in, Fergie, as we've not seen your team, I think, since the start of the season. Um, how's it gone on this week, mate? It's had a fairly decent week this week, actually. I think I scored 63, so... Um... Yeah, uh, Ramsdale zero and uh, Saliba two. So I used my last transfer last week. Um, I took out Bowen, who was a bit of a failed punt for the Europa Games. Yeah. He did get the goal in the first leg, but he just looks so off it, don't he? So um, yeah. I took, um, I've used my transfers the way I've used it this year, as I kind of mentioned in the last one, um, preseason, very focused on team value this year, which I'm not normally, but I just think with the World Cup, it's going to be incredibly tough if you haven't got much budget to build yeah. a decent team. So I very much focused on taking out fallers and going on rises. So I lose my dash transfer, bowing out for Saliba, uh, which got me, I think, a 0.4 rise in total. But anyway, uh, Ramsdale and goals. I've kept Robertson and Trent. So another part of my strategy is not to take out players who I know I'm going to want back. So obviously, I know a lot of people took those out and they would have been burned. Um, and thankfully, it'll be nice to get a couple of rises off those two now because they've been dropping like stones, <laughs> haven't they? Um, Saliba is my new addition. Looks, you know, looks really, really good. It's really good value. And yeah. um, Sessignon as well, actually, two point uh, three, I think he is now. And you know, it's he, kind of played out as we expected. He's either playing or he's not playing and coming on for a clean sheet. So the only way he's going to get minus points are probably if Spurs concede two. Which, looking at the fixtures, apart from United, uh, sorry, apart from Man City, yeah. uh, they uh, they play September the tenth, and they also play Arsenal uh, on the first of October. I can't really see a lot of games where I'd expect Spurs to, you know, to concede more than one. So I'm, I'm pretty hopeful that he'll keep on going. And um, yeah, it's good that uh, I've got I've got Armron still. So he was the player I picked, you know, just as my complete natural enabler. So he obviously scored against Man City quite unexpectedly. Uh, he got yeah. a small rise as well. So I think he's 1.6. He might drop again this week now. They do play um, is it Wolves. No, not Wolves. Liverpool away. So I'm not expecting much there midweek. But you never know. He scored against City, so you never know. Yeah. Um, and I've got Kulazewski, who I brought in after game week one, who hasn't done a lot. But again, I'm keeping him in. He, he will be going anywhere. He's really good value. And Saka has probably been the most disappointing player in the team, to be honest, because he was four million. He's dropped to three point eight. Should should hold this week. He may get something midweek against Fulham, but he's he's scrapping for a place in my team for yeah. uh, for September, I think. 
um, because he's not he's not warranting four million, I don't think. And then up front, uh, Salah, Jesus, and Haaland. Um, thankfully, got Haaland because you know he was always on the cards on it. Salah's obviously disappointed, but still, you you, you know you. Th- you know, you think a hall is around the corner. So 63, um, I'm about 330k rank with this team, which is obviously not great, but I was about 500k last week. So I've had a bit of a rise, but I'm fairly happy with the setup of the team. I think I think that for me is the most important thing is that the, the, the actual structure of the team, I think I've got the right price points um, in place. It's just a case of fiddling around now in September you know, to um to kind of optimize it. And I've already got I think ten of the eleven are playing in Europe. So there's only armor on not playing in Europe. I'll yeah. shift him on. There's loads of enablers, you know, who are coming through in defence and midfield and attack in all fairness. So lots of options. So overall not you know not an ideal start, right? Three hundred and thirty K. But um I think I'm set up okay with September and I've got the price point. So reasonably happy as you can be at three hundred and thirty K I suppose. So uh so yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, he's coming back now, especially after the uh, the Champions League fixtures. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about him in a bit. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Spurs, Spurs group is is immense. So, God decide what to do, and I'm, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about this loads. But I, I expect Kane to play the majority of games. I don't expect maybe Jesus and Saka to play the majority of games in Europa. So it could be a bit of a shifty around there. But I'm sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I'll jump on to uh, onto my side. Um, in goal, Ramsdale, zero points this week. Um, Sessegnon, another five points again, going off the bench, just to sneak that clean sheet in there. Um, he had a couple of chances to get a return up the top end of the pitch as well. Um, took up some good positions, uh, unfortunately. He didn't get anything else. Uh, Robertson, uh, back with a seven-pointer. Um, and Boomer, uh, zero points. Kulusevski, I, I thought he was one of the best players on pitch. I think we touched on the ratings maybe a little bit after as well, but one of the best players on pitch. Only got two points for his assist. Um, Odegaard, who I brought in, uh, 13 points. Oh, nice. De Bruyne, another one I brought in at the expense of Trent, which, yeah, so the, the two subs I made, Trent to De Bruyne, Saka to Odegaard, didn't even wipe its own face really. I'd, I'd probably been better off staying. But De Bruyne, if he had a if he had a got a return this week, he might have been going even higher and he's seven point five million. So it's easier to get back to Trent than it would have been to De Bruyne if he'd have a if he'd have hold this week. So it, I don't regret that. And then up top we've got Haaland, twenty eight points. He were on the cards, a hat trick. It seems he could do it at any point. Uh, Kane, unfortunately, missing the penalty, scuppered his um Starman hopes and obviously he got the minus points for the missed penalty and then a yellow card for the celebration of his second goal. Although I don't think he did much wrong with that, did he? Uh, anyway. And Jesus, minus one point. Up top, 63 points for the week. Uh, one transfer remaining. Um, obviously, I didn't touch Zinchenko because I weren't too sure mm. about um, how severe that injury was. I were hoping... I would just leave that transfer. He might play midweek. Um, if not, um, obviously I'll have more info on whether I move him on or not, or whether I try to upgrade and boom or um, for the European games coming next month. Not too sure, but pretty much happy with it. Obviously, it's very light Liverpool. Um, this team, uh, this team, I went without Salah 
uh, from the beginning. Seems like Salah's doing a bit of a cane this month and not starting very well for the first month, but it's Salah. He's going to come good. He's he's not going to go without scoring points this season. So he is a threat. Um, but yeah, there's my side. James, over to you, mate. 75 points this week, Tony. Um, well, happy with that. Um, all of my defence returned. Um, I, I, I've been saying, I've been saying for the last few weeks, um, Liverpool and uh, um, Spurs have got to start racking up the clean sheets soon. And yeah. um, so I stuck, I stuck, I kept the faith. Uh, Lloris got me five. Trent got me fifteen. Um, Robertson seven. Cresswell five. Sessegnon five. Um, not too sure about Cresswell going forward. In the two games prior to this, he picked. Sorry, I think it was three games prior to this, he picked up a yellow card, which I'm not <laughs> happy about. But he is a cheap enabler, um, and now I think he's got a, gro- a potential groin strain. So I'm not expecting him to start midweek. Um, but Seen they signed really Emerson quite... from 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 Chelsea as well, haven't they? Yes, yeah. they have. So so Cresswell, it looks like Cresswell will be playing left centre back on occasion yeah. um, when all their defend or when all their actual central defenders are fit. Who knows? He might. Yeah, you're right. He might be um, a rotation issue. So I'll be keeping an eye on that one. Um, <clears throat> not a lot from the midfield. Dewsbury Hall minus one. And Buemo, he could have scored. He could. Have, he should have had two goals in the last game. Yeah. Uh, he actually got hooked. I noticed um, for Damsgaard. Um, so I'm hoping he doesn't uh, lose his place at some point. But we'll see. It honestly he should have scored at least two goals when I was watching highlights. Kudasvesky got me two. He hasn't done a lot since that. Uh, like Fergie said, since that. Mm. Uh, First haul of the season, but I, I think he's still a keeper. Uh, hopefully, get something yeah. in the midweek. Uh, up front, Harlan twenty-eight, Kane nine, Salah blanked. I don't know how he blanked. Again, <laughs> should have, he should have had at least a brace. Um, <laughs> he, he didn't have his shooting boots on, but on, on another day, he would have had a brace easily. It's not like uh, Liverpool to get well nine, nine goals and no Salah involvements is. Um, Mental, isn't it? Absolutely yeah, mental. You yeah. could you couldn't write that if you nine nil. He played ninety minutes as well, didn't he? You want him like you brought off at the seventeen. Ninety yeah. minutes and nothing. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Because if you like, I was watching the goals they were coming through. But imagine you knew it was nine nil. Like I would think as an absolute minimum, absolute minimum nine nil minimum. You would expect Salah to score three and yeah. have. One or two assists. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Incredible. Unbelievable. Nothing. Yeah. 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 I think I, I, I seen it on Twitter somewhere. I don't know how uh, accurate it was. I think it was some, the chances of uh, Liverpool scoring nine goals and Mo Salah not being involved either with a goal or an assist was something like 2.5 million to one. I bet it was. I bet it was. That so, was the bet of the weekend, that was. <laughs> Sadly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But again... I mean, that's Liverpool back that. I mean, Bournemouth, are they the team to target now? Whenever you see, whenever you see someone coming up against Bournemouth. Um, what do you think, James? Do you th- like, I know obviously Liverpool were were superb, but yeah. do you think Liverpool would have done that to 
a few teams in the Premier League the way they played, or do you think just Bournemouth that bad that it probably exaggerated the score? I think Bournemouth certainly played their part in it with not being very good. Um, okay. I don't, I, I but they're not going to beat Newcastle 9-0, are they? No, I don't think they will because, yeah, they're, look, they're, they're looking decent this year. They've got their tails up, um, looking good defensively. I, it's looking to me like Bournemouth are probably going to be the worst side in the league by some distance. So I don't think we're going to, I don't think we would beat anyone else 9-0 if I'm totally honest. Okay. Yeah. It's good to know. Still a good performance, though. Yeah, um, take that. Getting back on track. We needed it. <laughs> yeah, you did. Um, right, over to the questions. Um, Dan Allen, uh, at what point do we start jettisoning Liverpool players? A question for this week's <laughs> pod, perhaps. I like how you dropped that one in, James. I dropped that one in there because um, he, he's a Spurs fan and he DM'd me. And um, I don't. I think he. I think he was sort of taking the piss as well with that question. So, Dan, I was was that after the United game? That one. It wasn't long after. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I so I put I put it in there because um, yeah. I mean, you can't be. I I I, have been saying hold, don't ditch. Um, I'd be bringing more Liverpool players in if I could if I could afford them. So I just thought I'd leave that in there for uh, for Dan. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they're cheap, they're cheap at the minute, aren't they? Trent at 5.9 is going to be much cheaper this season. Yeah. And Dyke 5.3 and Robertson, is it 4.8? Yeah. They're crazy prices. I would, uh, if you've got transfers left, anyone, I would, I'd be all over them. Yeah. Because as you say, they're going to end up six and a half, yeah, seven million, then they? Yeah, shaky start from down in price. But yeah, the only way is up probably. Right, MGU has been on the Discord. Must-haves for September based on fixture ease and European games started with the shambles of the Tim Pop Cup, the European Conference League. Are the players still worth having a punt on? Um, which I'm just presuming he meant September, September and not October. Um, you know, what do you reckon, James? <clears throat> well... I'm going to be concentrating on sides in the Champions League at this stage because we just don't know how much rotation there's going to be in the Europa League and the, and the Conference League. Um, I would expect in the Conference there'll be crazy rotation. And I, it might depend, I suppose, on um, whether they, t- whether they, you know, the likes of Arteta and uh, uh, Ten Hag want to get the... Uh, Want to get the group done and dusted and then then rest, but um, yeah. I think to, if they're playing poor opposition, they they can afford to field um, the reserves. So um, I think Spurs have got probably the easiest European fixtures. Um, I think Fergie mentioned that earlier. Um, uh, although they do face City and Arsenal in, in September in the league, um, but certainly the European fixtures are looking very good for Spurs. So, and I'm, I imagine Kane will play most games. So I, I'm going to class him as essential um, for, for for this month. Um, what do you think, Fergie? Yeah, he's my he's my number one target. Yeah. Kane, I think fixtures are good, and 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 also Kane's the kind of player as we know. He scores a lot against Man City. and scores a lot against Arsenal. Well, Spurs score goals against both teams as well, don't they? So it's he's the kind of player Kane. He's just like. You know, how many times have you seen Kane 13 points next to his name? Because every time he scores in like a 1-0 win, he 
tends to get star man and things. And I just think that this this month, I think I'm, I'm tempted to move away potentially from um, a few of maybe Arsenal uh, and and as you say, jump on Champions League because you know they're going to play like yeah. And as you say, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of you know if you think of like Enketia or Arsenal, you would guess he is knocking on Arteta's door and he's saying, "I've just signed a massive new contract. I need minutes. I think I think he'll give him games." And um, yeah. whereas the Champions League teams can't afford to do that, really. You know, their superstars will play the Champions yeah. League. Haaland will play. Salah will play. Kane will play. Um, so yeah, I think Kane for me is my number one target, definitely. Yeah. What I'm going to do with the Arsenal assets, um, obviously still got Villa this midweek and United at the weekend. Um, I'm probably going to hold him for that United game and then see midweek what he does. I can probably see Nketiah definitely coming into the starting lineup and then probably Smith Rowe. So that's going to be two of them forward, three rotated. Mm. Um, whether he, whether Martinelli or Jesus or Saka start a game, I might get lucky with one of them. Um, be interesting. Has he got enough in that back line to rotate that back line? Do you think? Obviously, you've got Tommy Asu and Tierney. Yeah. Tierney can never stay fit. Um, but centre half, Gabriel Saliba. Have they got much more behind that? Well, if they if they play the right back, they'll they could put White at centre back, and it, yeah. I don't know is that um, Pablo Mari still? There? I don't know if he's if he's still there. Is it? I'm not. I'm, I'm not, I'm not so really sure. sure. But yeah, um, and then they've got. I, yeah, I was just looking. At, I was looking at the odds for the yeah. Arsenal game next week. They're playing FC Zurich, and Arsenal are kind of one to three on. So that's a pretty, you know, this is the thing you don't want to miss out on the. On the Jesus Hall, yeah. either do it's yeah. a, it's a really it's a it's a it's a really tough one. But I think the United game is harder now than we thought it was going to be a week ago. I think you know if if we recorded in this time last week, well not this time half past eight, maybe an hour earlier, half past seven. Yeah, I think we'd have gone. Oh Jesus, Arsenal going to batter mm-hmm. four or five nil. But I think the landscape has changed a little bit since. So yeah. not maybe not as thing of of leaving him go. To play, maybe play United, get some minutes in that FC Zurich game. But it, mind you, we've seen it with him, man. He comes off the bench and scores bloody two goals. <laughs> um, but but you can't have everyone, and this is why it's, this is why it's so good this month, isn't it? Whereas you know, Kane will very very likely yeah. play 70, 80 minutes minimum against Fulham, and probably get seventy eighty midweek home to Marseille, yeah. who they're heavy favourites as well. So yeah, yeah, that's the beauty of having ten sides, I suppose. Is that you can do a bit of both? Yeah, I think I think we know more after that midweek game about what everyone's going to do. Obviously, the Champions League—if you, you can get as many Champions League players in, especially Spurs, like you say, Kane is number one. There is that's what I've got down. Kane's essential um, going forward into September. Um, yeah, Harry Kane. Right, Darren Frank. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think I think with Kulazewski, I think he's a nice pick as well for going into the month because he's cheap. He's mm-hmm. a really good way into the Spurs attack. Takes up a midfield spot as well, and he's he's still yeah. reasonably cheap, I think. Any so I think that if anyone's got like you know maybe Saka to Kulazewski potentially could be yeah. quite a good move. You know, I think 
think Richarlison will get minutes and, you know, other players will will get minutes. But with Kuliszewski on the pitch, he looks really, really good. And he, he's got, you know, he can haul any time. So I think that he's a, a really good one for the month as well. Yeah, definitely. Definitely looks really dangerous. Uh, you're unlucky to, not, unlucky to that score, weren't you? was. Right, Darren Franks, now that the Champions League starts in Fortnite, do you think the forward template of Haaland, Salah and Kane is the best format? Is it time to ditch Jesus? Um, opinions on Fafan, if he signs for Chelsea because he's only 2.9 million at present, is he worth a punt? Uh, and finally, is Sterling worth transferring in now after his brace? Uh, one third, you what you? Yeah, I think think they're all really good points and all things all things I'm thinking of. So, you know, in order to get Jesus up to Kane or Salah, for example, you need to find a couple of million. And we've got a couple of Chelsea defenders. I think staring us in the face um, for Farner is going to be two point nine. And sorry, Cucurella. Is is currently three. I think he's going to retain his place. Is he? Uh, retain his price. Sorry. So um, there's a couple of players there. Obviously in the Champions League, decent fixtures in the league as well. And I really like Sterling. I thought I, I brought Sterling into my best team on the weekend as you know a bit of a punt because I thought you know I saw he was so cheap. So yeah, I think they're all really good options. You can free up a bit of cash, um, mm. but you're getting in brilliant players you know if Fafana and Cucurella were entering now as Chelsea guarantee started which they probably are yeah they'd be four and a half or five million would they yeah yeah definitely so um yeah I think I think they're both amazing options I, I think they're the only two I would maybe take out a Liverpool defender for for example because yeah. I think they'll score probably score re- reasonably similarly but you obviously free up a couple of million. Yeah, so, um, definitely good options. James? Um, I think, well, I think you've nailed it, really. I don't think I've got anything um, more to add there. I did note, I did make a note, Sterling's now dropped to four and a half million. Um, obviously, he's going to go back up again in price on Thursday. So if you've got any transfers left, he could be, could be a decent pick. But I um, totally agree with what Fergie said, really. Have you got Sterling in any of your sides? I haven't, no. Um, I did have him in, in, in one of my sides and I took him out last week. But that's yeah. the way it goes, isn't it? Yeah, same. Same here. Um, but yeah, nice two-goal hole. I, I think you'll play most games only as well, Sterling. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't yeah. think he's, he's someone who's going to get rested. I think they're struggling up top, aren't they? Without, we're, without an out-and-out forward, really. So and Fafana, we know he's a quality player. So if he does get that, Fafana get that move sorted and gets himself fitting into that side, and Cucurella is his top drawer. Um, so he's going to score plenty of points this year. And prices are good, aren't they? Just on um, on Champions League as well. I think this is where people who start with maybe Allison and Edison have maybe got and uh, well and Larice, in all fairness, maybe got a bit of an advantage over those of us, including myself, who've got like Ramsdale, for example, because I do wonder whether, again, they'll do like a full a full rotation. So this is, I think I think I mentioned it a month ago around starting with that premium keeper. Obviously, you know, you know you, you'd hope you get some key sheets in August anyway, but it's basically a transfer, I think. I think, you know, obviously we'll get to see whether Ramsdale plays on Thursday. If he doesn't play, 
I, I think that's a transfer guaranteed because I think I think we'd be foolish not to, you know, not to jump on keepers playing for a top side who are playing twice every week. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Right, um, DT Patrick is looking to upgrade to enablers, great and strict. He's got 0.8 million in the bank, considering taking Cancelo out to Cucurella, Struick to Fafana, and he can afford Gray to Sterling as upgrades. Three transfers used quickly. So is this a wise move, James? To be fair, I can see why you would do all three of those moves. And I don't think there's any reason not to use three transfers if you're setting yourself up. Um is you've got five that still leaves you two, you know, one for a for to jump on an emerging player and one for injuries. I don't see any reason not to do that myself. Yeah, Fergie. Yeah, I agree. I can't, I can't argue with that at all. You know, I, th- I think if you look at the projected points for those three over the next month against the other three, um, yeah, I think I think look really good. Definitely, can show us have a very quiet start. So, don't surprise me wanting to cash in on him and be using that cash to have them three Chelsea assets who were probably sure of stars. Um, yeah, absolute no brainer. And just save your other two for any mishaps during the month. Um, right, Flower Pop Man. How do you guys deal with the mental side of Dream Team? I've seen a few people over the past week or so really getting down and I suppose stressed out about the outcome of certain games. It doesn't bother me personally, but how do you feel with it or advise others to do to help them cope? Cheers, boys. Fergie. That's a question, isn't it? Flip the neck. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this this is part of the reason I think why, well, it's not not part of the reason, I I suppose it's by proxy really, but I play multiple formats with multiple teams. <laughs> so, uh, you know, even though I didn't have, you know, I captain Kane in Sky, didn't have Kane in Dream Team. So it's like, you know, it just, it kind of offsets offsets a little bit. But, you know, it's really tough. It's, it's so easy to say. And it is, you know, easy to say. But you you just need to get yourself into a mental place before the deadline that you've you've made the best decisions for your team that you possibly can with all the information you know about. Um, and you're not making rash moves. Like, you know, just, just for example, you know, taking out um, Haaland before he's playing a home game, taking out Kane ahead of a good fixture run. Um, I, th- I think they're the ones which, which hurt the most is when you take out points that you knew you probably shouldn't shouldn't have taken so a kind of mentality I took a couple of years ago during the run into kind of winning it which was obviously very very stressful for me was <laughs> like a no was like a no regrets thing and it was like not no regrets as in bugger it go for it it was no yeah. regrets as in if I do this move and it backfires how am I going to feel and that for me put me really in a really good mental place that even when I messed up on a couple of moves um, it, it, you know, it didn't. I still thought that they were the right moves, if that makes sense. Whereby the ones that if I'm taking out Kane for Haaland, but Kane's home to Bournemouth on the weekend, but Haaland's got a nice fixture as well. 
how am I going to feel if Kane scores a hat trick? I'm going to absolutely climb the walls. Yeah, I think that I think that kind of helps you almost make the decision is is how you think you're going to feel, and I and I know it's that's that's the way I play. Like I I used to get really really stressed, but I don't anymore. Really, you know, not 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 to the point of that it disturbs my weekend. But I know yeah. I used to. I know a lot of people still do. But I think that mentality of how am I going to feel if the, if the worst happens, and if you're able to handle it, then do it. If you're not, I wouldn't. And I think that's that's the thing for me, which which really helps me or helped me, and the way I play now as well, definitely. Yeah, sound advice, James. Does it get you stressed out, mate? I not re- no, not not like I see some people get. Um, I, I mean, there comes a point where you, the the things you can't control everything, and you you need to exactly. sort of remind yourself that you do the best preparation you can do. Um, and there's always going to be something that uh, that happens that you can't account for. Um, so th- there's really no point. I mean, I, I try and t- tell myself there's no point in getting stressed about it because it's happened. Um, let's concentrate on how I can do even better next week and how I can, or if, if I've genuinely think I've made a mistake, tr- try and analyze why, why, how I came to that conclusion and, and what, and what can I do to pre- prevent myself from doing it again in future. And that way, um, hopefully you won't get so stressed about your dream team because uh, you'll be doing better and better. But um, I think there's, there's if, if it really is stressing you out that much as well, perhaps taking a little break. Um, you know, some, some people, like myself, I'm on Twitter all, all day um, looking at stats, making sure I see all the highlights of all the games. Maybe just take a little break from it. If, and and that might be just a couple of hours for some people, and that is a break. But it might it might be a yeah. day, just walk away for a day, you know, come back. It's not got really a, that important fantasy football. I've got, got all notifications on my phone, apart from apart from the scores, but all mm. notifications from all social media, WhatsApp, everything, constantly constantly switched off because uh, that's that's what was driving me to distraction a few years yeah. ago. And uh, I've got them all switched off. So anyone who does message me, I don't respond immediately. I'm not being rude. <laughs> uh, I try. I look at my phone when I want to look at my phone, not when my phone dictates to me I should look at it. And that was, I, I had a bit of a meltdown in work about three or four years ago. I was in a meeting and my phone was just buzzing in my pocket. It's just like, and I'm trying to like talk or whatever I was doing. Just at that moment, I was just like, fuck this. And yeah. um, I just switched it off, and it was the best thing I ever did. I never turned it back on. And this, uh, so yeah, so I'm not being ignorant to everyone who, uh, who I don't respond to. <laughs> I just don't look at it because uh, it takes it takes my mind off everything else, everyday life, doesn't it? Yeah, it, I, it can be stressful. Obviously, things going wrong one week. You, you've planned, you, like you say, you're taking all the information in. You think you've got your, your team set and you, you're looking forward to a good weekend with plenty of points and then it all goes peaked on. Um, but as you say, James, if you've you can only you can only do so much and and the way I get over it nowadays, because I did used to get stressed with it as well, is there's always there's always the next game day. We've we've literally come off the back. I've just took Trent out. I've I've not sweat about that transfer, I'm not bothered. I took Trent out, put De Bruyne in, because I thought Obviously, the price rise. De Bruyne went up. 
Trent went down, so I got I got the money, um, and that was just the way I thought was the best way to play it this week. Mm. I'm not bothered about it because I know there's the next game days. Liverpool have got Newcastle; they could well concede. Trent could get a minus one again, and De Bruyne could haul. And then all of a sudden, it's all even Stevens again. And all that worrying and all that stress that I've done for two or three days, it's all worth nothing. There's no need. There's always another game day. Football football is so random. Look at Salah yeah. on the weekend. We touched on it, didn't we, earlier? Yeah. 9-0, no Salah involvement. What I mean, what the hell can you do about that? If you've got Salah in your team, you've done the right thing because he's, yeah. he's playing up front on penalties, the best player in the league or potentially even the world, and they've won 9-0. You've, you've done the right thing. And yeah. just because he hasn't thing, you wouldn't be whipping him out, you know, and you know, and stuff. And um, it's just yeah. it's just one of those things. You just got to laugh, like, like literally laugh about that. Because what <laughs> <Yeah>. can you do? <laughs> There's nothing crazy. I cap- nothing. I captained him in Sky and uh, captained him in FPL, and he's not far off the only player in my team who didn't really score anything. But <laughs> what can you do? You you made the right decision. Yeah, you did. Whether you like it, you know, pre pre deadline, you've picked a player for a team that scored nine goals. You've made yeah. the right decision, and uh, you know it just wasn't to be that day. But it's how you react in it, and how yeah. you react is not rage him out or, or whatever it is. Just think, well, you know he's going to score points because he's best. You know he's the yeah. On to the next one, isn't it? Exactly. It's, it's basically uh, you got to try and deal with it. Um, but yeah, not being too harsh on yourself. You put put your time in, and you do things right. Can go right, can go wrong. Uh, like you say, it's a lot of luck involved, a lot of um, definitely so random, so random. Um, right, Andy Boynton has been on with none of the expected top six sides keeping a large percentage of clean sheets in the first four games. Do you think block defenses will not be profitable this season? If not, then I think maybe a three wing backs from separate teams in the back with four decent mids might be the way forward. What would your strategy be from a defence point of view after the first month's results? Or do you think a block defence is still a good option? Fergie, block defence. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not that keen on blocks yet because I don't think we've seen enough from any one team to show that they're even worthy of it. You know, City have yeah. looked vulnerable. Liverpool have looked vulnerable. Chelsea have looked vulnerable. Spurs have looked vulnerable. So there's no, there's no defence really who you think are going to do it. But... I, I think I am going to uh, reduce the cash I'm spending in my defence next month, but only because, as I mentioned earlier, I think we're getting potential 5 million defenders in for not far off half the price. So that, yeah. for me, means that you can, you know, you, you're not like taking out a 5 or 6 million defender for, you know, a normal 2.5 million defender would be some like, sort of like Veltman or, yeah. you know, Connor Cody, right? whereby we're taking him out for two defenders who are going to play week in, week out for one of the tightest defenders in the league. just seems a bit of a no-brainer for me. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think the opportunity is it. And you've also got Saliba and Sessegnon. You could have a back four spending 2.3 million, 3 million, 2.9 and 3 million and have, you know, more or less, that's three Champions League defenders and a, and a Europa one and and the recent goals. What is he now? Three and a half, maybe, or whatever he is. Gold dust. Yeah. I, I can't remember having having a defender like that for, for a long time. I can't. I don't know if you guys can think of one, but thinking of last year and the year before, 
they were all ridiculously expensive, weren't they? You know, we, yeah. we were getting Matip at like, with Matip 4 million, we thought like, you know, a bit of a bargain. Yeah. We're getting the equivalent to that four times over at the moment for me, so. Yeah, there's a lot of value back there. Um, obviously, with the likes of Cancelo not not performing at the minute, it is all them, uh, all them Arsenal and Spurs, and obviously now Chelsea. Chelsea defenders are coming right into the mix. What do you reckon, James? Yeah, I mean, like Fergie said, there's not no one showing any stellar form at the moment. Certainly not the sides that we would expect to see that from. Um, I think we might see a few less clean sheets this year. So. I think I can see where Andy's coming from. Um, I think the league's getting stronger and stronger. There's, I agree um, with that. There aren't going to... You know, the bottom... We, we've always known the bottom can beat the top. That's why the Premier League is so successful and fantastic. Um, I think it's even harder this year. There's lots, so much investment going into the, these Premier yeah. League sides. I yeah. mean, look at, look at Nottingham Forest. They've, like, bought 17 players or something and spent... 200, oh, I don't know, 150 million or something yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, some of these players are, are decent. So, yeah, I think there might be a few less clean sheets this year. And, um, yeah. Um, Do you think it stems from a little bit of um, instability so far? Like, obviously, City with the injuries, with they started the season with Ake. Now, John Stones is in there, they know Laporte. Once Laporte and Diaz are back, you'd expect them to be a little bit stronger. Probably say the same with Liverpool, obviously um, having Gomez at the back rather than Matip or Canate's injury. And then Chelsea obviously have thrown together a bit of a defence after a quite uh, obviously Rudiger leaving and stuff with Koulibaly coming in, uh, Kukurela being signed. Um, so, so I think once they start to settle, obviously once Chelsea get Fafani in the centre half alongside Silva and probably Koulibaly. Um, and then obviously you, you see Diaz and Laporte at City, uh, Matip and Van Dijk back at Liverpool. Do you think the percentage of clean sheets might then start to rise, and then the block might become more, more attractive? Should we say? Yeah, I, I definitely think that you've made a good point there, Tony. And yeah, I, I think that could that could easily happen. I mean, Chelsea have bought well, haven't they? It look it would appear yeah. if Fafana goes there, they've got some uh, people are saying that. Uh, Koulibaly is actually an upgrade on Rudiger, as long as he don't keep getting sent off, of course. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kukurella uh, just looks like a classy player when I watch him. I yeah. really like watching him. Um, I mean, yeah, Chilwell can't even get inside. I don't know what Chilwell's done to deserve that, but clearly, Ticho doesn't fancy him or whatever. He's getting hardly any minutes. But yeah, anyway, digress slightly. But um, I, I think you've made a good point there, Tony. Yeah, a bit fun to keep an eye on it. I think as well, like a lot of the, a lot, a lot of the mid-table teams have. Asked, I think they've got some really good players now, and I, I've enjoyed watching every Premier League. Well, not not every, the vast majority of Premier League matches this year, because you know if you think of like uh, Spurs, you know Spurs and Wolves are the week. Spurs won one nil, but Wolves, Wolves are all over them. Like Mitrovic against Arsenal on the weekends, that head off the corner. I mean. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that when he. You've just. You know. You've got Tony at Brentford. Like Palace have massively improved. Brighton looks superb. Like you've got mm. mid-table teams now, who are capable of beat of beating anyone. And and, and you know. I, I. I'm not. Again. I'm not. Uh, well, you know. Leeds have started really well. I'm. I'm not sure we've we've seen that 
for quite a while. I do I agree with what you said, James. I think I think the standard of the Premier League is is massively improving, and you know all the investment going in to to these players improving, which means yeah. you, you know you you're, you're getting these players who are now capable of scoring 10, 12, 15 goals this season and could even be relegated. Yeah. Um, but I think I think that means, as we've seen so far, I do agree. I, I think that means less clean sheets. So I'm, you know, I, I do think in a couple of my teams next month, I think a move to even like three four three, um, with a cheap cheaper back three, potentially off off or with trends. Maybe mad going for the three. I'll definitely do it one or two <laughs> teams though. You like, you know, for yeah. Fana, Session, and Cucurella, the three at the back, and then go Diaz, Sterling, you know, whatever, else. and then have Salah, Kane, Haaland. You, like you can do it, and if there's loads of goals, which we do expect, because the Premier League is only getting stronger, so they'll, they'll only score more goals. The Champions League, you know, it could be really good. So yeah, I think I think it's changing, which is which is great for the Premier League, isn't it? Definitely, definitely, just makes it harder for us. Does <laughs> <laughs> right? Oz has been on a few questions here. He's putting Enketia in for Jesus um, to upgrade non-European players too risky in, in a team in a cash league. Um, Chelsea uh, being a great tournament side is Mendy worth putting in for Martinez he's 3.8 million at the moment um, are we bothered about having goalkeepers playing in Europe at this stage I think we've touched on that and for far the first immediate transfer question mark um, go to the Enketia one what do you reckon James? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure I would do that myself. Um, the forward slots are so valuable that you don't really want to be wasting them. Because yes, Enketia might play in the Europa League, but he's, as we've seen so far, Jesus will be the number one in the league. Um, yeah. So it doesn't kind of make <clears throat> sense. The only argument for it is that you might be facing weaker opposition, and therefore you might be scoring a hatful. I'm I'm not I'm I'm not the sort of player that takes that sort of risk. I'm quite risk risk averse. Um, I wouldn't uh, personally do that move. I don't know what you think, Fergie. No, but I do. Um, I do agree with what Tony mentioned earlier around kind of waiting for maybe a week or two and see and see how Arsenal, Man United, and mm. uh, West Ham, what kind of teams they field, because you'd expect they'd be fairly consistent. So. Um, but I would be doing it in the first week. Definitely not. No. That's a three no's there for the Enketia punt, obviously, because he won't be getting the game time in, um, in the Premier League. So, uh, I reckon Chelsea, Mendy. Um, is he 3.8 now and he's going, up, he's going to be dropping, is he? Where are we? Possibly. Uh, yeah, they conceded on the weekend, didn't they? He's Leicester. Yeah. So... Where is he? Three point eight now. Um, yeah, see so probably another drop. Probably three point seven, three point six. You reckon that? You say you could add him to your Chelsea block with Cucurella and Fafana. <laughs> I think. I think it's a. I think it's a really good option. I mean, looking at their fixtures now, so they've got starting next week in the league. They got West Ham, Fulham. Okay, they got Liverpool, Palace, Wolves, Villa, Brentford. That was in the middle of October, and in all that time, they've got four Champions League games in there as well. So, you know, you would, I think you would expect 
Chelsea to turn a bit of a corner defensively. This this means what fantasy is all about. It's like it's seeing those segues because you know if you don't if you don't go for it, you're only chasing everyone else all the time. Yeah. So I think when you see an opportunity like this, you can get Mendy for Fan and Cucurella for what not like ten million. Crazy three premium. Yeah. What should be premium defenders and goalkeepers there? I I th- I think it's worth the risk. I, I really do. Um, yeah. Especially for what it can do for the rest of your team. Personally, uh, you know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But um, that you know, they 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 haven't looked great so far. But they will have a very very good back five. Yeah. That's, you know. Fafana is an excellent defender as well. Let's not forget. You know, he's not just in because he's price. He's an excellent defender. Yeah, definitely. So I, I think it's worth it. I really, I really do. Um, I'm tempted. I'll probably go Ramsdale to either Lees uh, or Mendy. I mean, if Mendy's cheaper, probably go for Mendy. I don't know. Yeah, James. It's something I've that move is something I've been thinking about for a few of my sides. I think last year we got. Edison dropped and dropped and dropped until we found a point where we could jump on. Yeah. This could be the best time to jump on to Mendy. It, it, of course, he's he's still got another game to play, so he might not drop. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So we're assuming he's going to drop based on the weekend scores, yeah, but that's true. not true. taking into account their game against Southampton. Um, if, if he's 3.8 or lower, I would say jump on because I doubt he'll be that for much longer. Um yeah, he's he's only going to head one way I think and that will be upwards. So yeah, it's a good yeah. move I think. Get on him. I think this leads into Aman's question next with with the likes of Diaz Sterling scoring heavily this weekend, should we move our funds to midfield and have a cheaper defense? Obviously you just touched on Fergie how cheap of a defense you can have from, from a Champions League side which Obviously, it opened the door to having Diaz, Sterling, and the likes, uh, and the big hitters up front as well, wouldn't it? I think I think that's that's the strategy I'm going to be taking in September. Like you know, like I say, I may not just go you know all out, right? Like I know I'm saying you can do this. I may not yeah. go for all of them, but I'll definitely bring in one or two as, as a minimum. May even look at it, and you know, if if I can afford, as I say, if you can afford Diaz of midfield of Diaz, Sterling, and Kulisevsky, as well as Salah, Haaland, Kane up front. You got all. Yeah. That's probably well. I'm get. I'm just just off the top of my head. That's probably the best attack you can probably have. I would say. Yeah. And then do what you will with the rest, but that seems pretty affordable. I would. I would say. I don't, I don't know if you guys think any differently, but. No, I agree. No. De Bruyne I is agree. obviously. You know, he's a. You know, he's. He would obviously. Be in him, but he's very expensive. Yeah. But I mean, you could even afford him potentially if you went Sessignon for Fan and Cucurella. You could maybe even afford De Bruyne as well. I don't know. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't dealt the maths, but um, yeah, especially if you've already built a little bit of budget as well. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. James, I think the way the question, the, the way that the question's been phrased, it sort of almost feels a bit reactionary just because yeah. they've scored this week. Um, and you've got to be careful when to not let one result sort of sway yeah, your fair. entire outlook. But but I think I know what Aman's getting at. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it might be time to with with the cheaper options in defence. Yes, 
probably is time to, uh, you know, to, to move a bit, a few more funds to, to those um, five-ish, around five-ish million midfielders. Yeah, performed this week uh, so far. Obviously, there's another another game to go. Right, Tomo, thoughts on Lloris for Champions League games? Stick with players like Gross, Arison, Rodrigo, or switch to European participants? And how is your best performing teams doing? So obviously, we've, we've covered Lloris. Uh, Spurs are probably the best Champions League group out of the lot. So, and for his price, he's a, he's a bloody good option. Um Obviously, Gross, Harrison, Rodrigo, I think they've got to go this month. You need to begin maximising fixtures uh, so if you can afford to get get those out of your team and up, upgrade your um, upgrade your enablers to a European playing player. That's definitely the route to go. Best performing... Best, oh, go on. I was just going to say, I'd, I'd say a Champions League midfield and not just European, because like you say... Yeah, sorry. They, 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 they may be rotation, so I'd, I'd, leave, yeah. I'd leave it, a, you know... Leave that a week because we're not sure yeah. what they're going to do, do we? Yeah, definitely. Obviously, with the Champions League games, you know you your players are going to be more nailed. Yeah. They have to play the better sides. Um, best performing team. What are we? Where's my notes here? I'm currently on two two seven. Uh, we're my best performing team. Um, that's got a team value of fifty three point nine million with two transfers left, which is pretty. Pretty decent. I've not had to move too many around because obviously if they're scoring well. You just you you naturally get in the value. Two hundred and twenty-seven, uh, Tony. Yeah. Oh wow, that's good. I don't know why, how many k that is. I don't. Does, it's about thirty. It's about twenty-five k. Twenty-five k. Mine's two two three. I got confused there about the. I thought you were talking. You saying you were two hundred and twenty-seventh in the world. You know, overall, oh no, no, no! I didn't realise you were coming from because that was um. Well, I presume you were just talking about rank, really. But uh, yeah, sorry, completely. No, sorry, mate. Can <laughs> I get excited then? No, two hundred twenty-seven points. I've, I've got like most of my teams are stuck. All right, a bit mediocre, really. Like seven more teams on one hundred seventy-three plus, but so there's a lot of options there. Like I say, like, it's good to have ten teams. I could try a couple of Chelsea box in there. And a, and a couple of other things, uh, leaving Arsenal block running just yeah. to see because you just don't know whether they're going to pick up another few clean sheets and their prices are going to rise. Obviously, with your 10 teams, you just need to uh, try a bit in each one of them and, and, then, and then go from there. So it's still so early, still so early. I, I don't even look at rank. That's why I just don't know because 227, you just, you just don't know. It's so early. Whereabouts are you, James? My bet. I've got two teams on 191, which is probably the worst start I've ever had. Um, but I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not. I'm not going to get stressed over it. Um, it's so early. It's still early. Still plenty of time to to rise up the ranks. Um, Definitely. Yeah, not the greatest start, but uh, there you go. Fergie. Uh, yeah, I'm on 223, and it's about 31k. But I was just—I was looking actually at the leader, the overall leader, is on two hundred ninety-eight. So they're only like seventy points off the top of the yeah. whole game. It's like you know, you just think if you'd have gone for X instead of Y or whatever else, you'd be. Yeah. So it's it's mega early, and like I say, this is like in the first month or two. I think as long as you have a half, you know, 
as long as it's not a disaster start, I don't think it really matters because you know that you know the vast majority of the teams ahead of us are not strategizing like we are. They don't, you know, they don't look into it, analyze the fixtures. They'll they'll be bringing in players who braced on the weekend who I don't haven't got Europe and yeah. you know and whatever else. So uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of a long. It's a long game, isn't it? And you Definitely. Know, I, th- I think if we can get to the World Cup with budget. I think I think then that you know our 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 experience and the time we put in into playing the game will really really help us in the second half. Because if you think if we go into the World Cup with like I don't know a budget of fifty million or less, and like I don't know Harlan's eight million and Kane's eight million and whatever is yeah. seven, like. How the hell are you going to build a team? Like, it's just be, <laughs> you'll have a, you'll, you'll still have an Almiron and an Buemo and like, yeah. All the, yeah. Like, so, so I think focusing on the budget, you know, obviously getting in the best players you can afford, whatever else, but players like Fafana, for example, a lot of casual managers may not even realize about, about him. Maybe I don't know. Cause look at the ownership for him and for Cucurella, and they're still incredibly low. And Cucurella has been in everyone's face for like, you know, at least at least a fortnight, you know, or more now. Yeah. So, I think this is where we'll make the gains. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, DT Patrick is on again. Do any of you have any superstitions used to influence games that you have your players in? E.g., if I'm out and about, I'll check the latest scores and then switch my phone off for fifteen minutes, then switch it back on and recheck. In the deluded belief that somehow this will help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any superstitions, but do you guys have have any any witchcraft that you uh I've got, that you pull? I've got like one thing I do sometimes, not all the time. I don't do it as much anymore, but I used to. Obviously, I switch all I switch off all notifications on my phone. The only notifications I have on are BBC Sport goal alerts, and when I can see at the corner of my eye that there's like this yellow and black bar, so I see there's been a goal. What I'll do, and I'm doing this on camera, so obviously the listeners can't see it. But I do this thing where I like, squint my eyes. So like, you know you squint so they're almost closed and then you slowly open them so you, like, you can see through your eyelashes but you can't really see what it is. And then I open my eyes like ridiculously slowly. It's called, it's called, it's called the squeeze. That's what me and my friends do. We do the squeeze. So we're like, we basically unblur our vision incredibly slowly. So the first thing you can see then is like the length of the goal scorer's names. So if you've got like, you know, if you've got Salah, and it's a really short name. You're like, ooh, it's a short name. Come on. <laughs> and then you like squint a bit more and you can see it's like five letters. And so I do, I do do that sometimes. And then obviously when it's not who you think, you're like, bastard. But then when it is who you think it is, after you've completely unsquinted, it's uh, it's a good feeling. So, yeah. James? <laughs> uh, the only thing I can think of is occasionally, say, say I've captained somebody in... Um, in FPL or, or I want, so I want, I really need a particular player to do, do something that I, I might put a message on one of my football WhatsApp groups with some expletives in there saying how, how crap that player's playing. Um, <laughs> in the vain hope that, you know, somehow like, jinx. Difference, yeah. um, to sort of jinx it back like, the other way sort yeah. of thing. But uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> Bloody hell. The lens we go to. Right, NC has been on. Being realistic, not being able to 
not being able to have every best player in every position within a reasonable budget, what would you say is the ideal eleven to have for the next couple of months? Um, James. I'm going to reread that um, one. I think a reasonable um, 11 would be Mendy, Trent, Fafana, Cucurella, Sessignon, KDB, Diaz, Elliot, Kane, Harlan, Salah. <laughs> yep. I, I think that. with those cheaper defenders, I think you can just, I haven't added it up, but I think you can just about do that. Um, and I think that's realistic to have, have that. If, if you had a wild card now, I think that's probably the way you go. Yeah. Yeah. Fergie. Yeah. I had about nine the same, I think. I think instead of KDB, Diaz, and Elliot, I would probably go Sterling. Diaz, and assuming you can't afford KDB, I'd maybe go for Kulazewski instead. So it's still, but everything else, the three forwards, the four, yeah, the four at the back, and either, you know, either, either Larice or Mendy. I'm not, I'm not sure I'd go Mendy. I, I, I was thinking about this. If I did go for Fana and Cucurella, I probably wouldn't go Mendy. I'd probably hedge a little bit and go for Larice. So I'm not like all in on Chelsea almost, but yeah, yeah, I think, I think structure wise, it's, it's bang on. Probably what I yeah. do. Kane, Salah, Haaland, De Bruyne, Trent, and a sprinkling of your cheaper defenders with an Odegaard in there. Odegaard, cheapney. Yeah, three point one. Um, he'd be going up. So, he'd be going up, Yeah, probably another three this week. I would guess three point four. Well, obviously depending on midweek games, might get a red card. You know, <laughs> but yeah, um, so so many options. But your big hitters now, obviously, Trent, De Bruyne, the front three, I think, for next months. And then and then a sprinkling, a sprinkling of those cheaper defenders will probably set you right for the next couple of months. If um, if Dallow plays in Europa at two million, I th- I've got to be fair, I've, I've, I've been quite impressed with him. He's very attacking. Yeah. And obviously United have hopefully, well, hopefully for them, tightened up now at the back so he could be you know, he could be another option, especially if he plays in Europa. Yeah, definitely. That's one to keep an eye on. Obviously, Wan-Bissaka's there. Whether they do rotate them, we don't know until that, that first first round of games. But yeah. United he comes on, though. Like, like I can't see Wan-Bissaka. Yeah, so, so, has Wan-Bissaka played... Even, well, like, like, I haven't watched all United games, but has he been playing any minutes at all? I think he came on against Liverpool, didn't he? I'm sure I heard, I heard his name on radio when I'm on my way back from work. I'm just wondering, like, is he likely to make 90 minutes? Even if Dallow comes off for five minutes at the That's end, true. gets a clean sheet, happy days. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Play the Sessignon way. Similar to Sessignon, exactly, yeah. Uh, very similar question from Lee Hooper next. Uh, based on what we've seen so far, what we expect, what would your best no-budget 11 be? Um, here's his, Edison, Cancelo, Trent, James, Diaz, KDB, Ford and Sterling, Haaland, Kane, Salah. Yeah. I think you you go far wrong. Uh, you won't go far wrong like with that team. No, um, I think many of us would pick pretty much the same. Uh, all the big hitters are in there. Any any notable absentees there, James? No, I I I would pick nearly an identical side to that. I think. Um, yeah, maybe Van Dyke. I do like Van Dyke. 
Yeah. I think I'd choose him over Robertson at the moment just because he's getting more minutes and he's guaranteed to play every game, isn't he? Yeah. His first name on sheet, isn't he? 5.3 as well. He's cheap at the moment. But again, he'd be going up. So he'd be, what, be 5.6 on Friday. Yeah. Another thing we uh, for Farmer going in is um, sure then they'll push James back to right wing back. Yeah. Uh, with another centre half coming in. Um, that might uh, boost his point scoring early on in the season. Um, DT Patrick again. He's, he's back again. In your opinions, which players' current prices are currently too good to be true? Are the Fafanas, Cucurellas and Odegaards of this world players we can't afford not to jump onto? And is there any other bo- obvious bargain-tastic buys spring to mind? James? Well, I think he's picked out all the <laughs> three very good bargains there. Um, I think Salibur at um, 3.1 still still really good yeah. value. Yeah. Um, but caveated with obviously you know will he play in europe in the europe we don't know jesus is still fairly priced at 5.6 even though he's he's going up and up and up um that was the two i wrote down yeah yeah dallow at two say you know potentially to keep an eye on uh mentioned robertson is currently 4.8 which again is probably the lowest he'll be all season i guess um Elliot at two million is pro- probably underpriced. You'd say, you know, I, I know, you, I know you mentioned him, James, a bit of an enabler to get in KDB. I still think that's fair. He seems to be starting every game at the moment, doesn't he? Sorry, I missed that, Fergie. Who was that? Elliot. Um, Elliot seems to be he starting does, every game. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, with um, with the midfield injuries we've got, he's virtually a shoe in. Um, I think he's he had a little niggle, came off after forty five minutes, but I think uh, I think he's been given the all clear. So. Yeah, he's going to get plenty of plenty of minutes. Although we are apparently now in for another midfielder, whether that happens or not, I don't know. So, yeah, yeah. you're looking like it with maybe two at one point, but then he started for Leicester, did he, at the weekend? He did. We, we've already got enough injury-prone midfielders. We don't need another one. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take Frankie De Jong if he's available. That that'd upset the United fans, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think you've mentioned. Mentioned three of probably the best there, Patrick. Fafana, Cucurella, Odegaard. Obviously, Sessegnon's still cheap at 2.3 million. Uh, I don't know if you watched the Spurs, Spurs game at the weekend. Obviously, how attack manager he was when he came on. Um, he was springing up at left left wing. Up at left wing. Um, he's a good buy at 2.3 million. Um, yeah, I think Dark could be a good, good shout from Fergie. If uh, if he does get them minutes in Europe and if United can buck up their ideas a little bit, he's after. really attacking, isn't he? He's he's very attacking. He gets shots off and everything. Yeah, it's yeah. Good. yeah there was a bit of excitement around him when when they did sign him over here. Um, just need United to uh, to improve and not just turn up for the, yeah, the Liverpool this game. This is it. Um, right, Keith Ledger. Had a Brighton block from the start, save three transfers to move them on to players with European matches. Would you do this, but bear in mind rotation, or stick with the Brighton block defence? I must say, Keith, it's a great shout at the start of the season. Uh, Brighton, I think, conceded one goal. Um, brilliant. Uh, so you must be must be doing pretty well that side, because you'll have plenty of money to spend elsewhere. Um, 
Would you move it on or just let it roll, Fergie? I said, you've got to move it on. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just the way I play. As sad as it is, as, as much as it's an amazing move and it's obviously got him into a really, really strong position, I just like take the money and run. You, you know, you've probably gained goodness knows how much in value, maybe nearly a million each player in value off each player. Yeah. Take that, get it on Fafana and Co. and laugh and you're in a really good position, I would, I would guess. That'd be yeah. my advice. I don't know if you guys think any differently. Do you reckon gems? No, I think you've nailed that. I would, um, if you've got those three transfers saved, I suppose if you had, if Sanchez was one of the the three, and you wanted to keep one, he's he's doing well, and he's you know the keeper's probably the least. If you had other moves that you wanted to make instead of just yeah. getting rid of three, then then that might be something to consider. But. Uh, no, if they're all earmarked to move those Brighton players on, well done for thinking of that um, for a start. Because yeah, I, um, I don't think I I went with any Brighton blocks. Um, don't know about you guys, <laughs> but uh, no, no I didn't have a Brighton block. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, take the money and run is a is a probably a fair way to assess it. Uh, just obviously they put you in a great position to be able to to spring from there. If you could get like a robber wind and a Couple of Chelsea defenders, then you're laughing, oh, aren't you? You are it's laughing. A, it's a great upgrade. Um, if it, yeah, I don't know if it's if it's worth saying, but I would also say that, especially on Fafana, I would I just wait wait for the lineup yeah. before you stick him in because he may you know he may not start on on Saturday, in which case you may be better off having a Brighton player for that week. So I would you know I, I would whenever we talk about kind of transfer stuff unless you're having to do it on the Thursday evening I would always yeah. wait wait for lineups personally yeah definitely. if you can if you can obviously yeah all right a- AFC for life with Arsenal and United United unlikely to play full teams in Europe would you be trying to fill your team with as many Champions League players as possible a lot of people putting the like of likes of Sancho and Jesus with the idea they were playing in Europe but that is unlikely in the early stages We've uh, covered that um, quite a lot through the pod. Um, Champions League, obviously first and foremost, and then I'd have a have a watch at the lineups for that first week. Um, so that, like, the way I'm going to play it is, I won't be taking too many like Arsenal players out um, just until I see how they're going to attack those Europa League games. He might go strong, we don't know, but. And then after that, assess it then. But yeah, Champions League players, if you're looking to make moves, they're the ones to go for because we know they're, they're more or less nailed. Do you guys agree with that? Yep. Completely agree? Yep, completely agree. Right. Right, so on to the Dream Team Tonic Cash League, uh, top 10. I'll run through with this one. In 10th, um, Sam and Davis. In 9th, Lee Watson. In seventh, joint seventh, Lee Hooper and Arwen Vaub. In sixth, Stephen Beswick. In fifth, Dan Bartlam. Joint third, David Dunkley and Leo Reed. And second, Jonathan Perrault. And first, Jonathan Perrault. Um, great start for you, lads, on that top 10 list. Uh, hopefully, you can keep it up. You'll be up there at the end of the season collecting some cash prizes. Um, just remember game week five 
which is starting next next weekend, will be the uh, fifty pound prize for the top top uh, point scorer for that weekend. Uh, just so you know, um, James, the uh, DT Tonic Patron League. Mm. Let's give that a read out, mate. Okay, in um, joint ninth, we've got Stephen Broughton and Connor Story. In eighth, Jordan Jackson. Seventh, Rick Lawrence. Sixth, Martin Bratley. Fifth, Paul Young. Fourth, Dan Morton. Third, Wayne Foster Crouch. Second, Jake Bevan. Top of the shop, Lee Utting. Happy days. Not one of our names in sight on either table. <coughs> Hopefully that will change over the coming weeks. Um, again, thanks to all the Patreons for supporting us. Um, we appreciate it. Um, if you're listening on YouTube, uh, drop us a like, hit that subscribe button. Um, if you're interested in joining the Patreon, dreamteamtonic.com forward slash, oh, excuse me, patreon.com forward slash dreamteamtonic. Um, get yourselves involved in a, in a great Discord community and a few uh, few extras on there. Um, cheers for joining us again, Fergie. Uh, it's good to have you on once a month and good to chat chat to you and pick your brains. Yep, thank you, Jens. Really enjoyed as usual and uh, helped me get myself a bit clearer for uh, attacking the new month. And better luck to everyone uh, listening. Hope you uh, hope you have a good month. Cheers, cheers Fergie. And cheers, James. Um, next week, uh, we should have a full quarter of Tonic Lads, shouldn't we? Ben should be back from his... Uh, He's jumped over to the Canary Islands, so it should be back business as normal. Yep. So we'll see you next week. Cheers, guys. Cheers, Tony. Cheers, Fergie. Cheers, guys. Thank you.